Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. State Investing Morning Show. In Today five, is four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Guess who's back? 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 Who's back? dancing. How's the weather today? <laughs> well, today is Wednesday, June 15th, and we're going to have a high of 17 degrees and rain. Yeah, if you are on this, in this area of the country, yeah, it's a lot of rain. A lot of rain. Yeah. Josh said Wayne created a monster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How's everybody doing this morning? <laughs> we are broadcasting oh, live you, pardon me i just i just said thank you everyone for welcoming me back it's been a week it's been one week since i've been on the show last wednesday was the last time i was on the show i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've been counting <laughs> you see they scratched the uh the roman numerals into the wall <laughs> oh man sorry go ahead we're broadcasting live on the Podbean app. As we do every morning. <clears throat> we do this every morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Live. If you want to join in live, you got to, you got to, there's, there's an app called Podbean. It's live, uh, live uh, broadcasting uh, platform where you can listen in. Um, you can join in on the chat. That's who, we're, that's who we're talking about right now. We're reading all the comments in the chat. Um, the loyal live listeners. And as well, uh, there's a call-in button. So just like your normal radio drive time show in the morning, you can call in and ask questions or request songs uh, if you're big Eminem fans. Um, <laughs> you can call in and ask questions for free. We'll answer the questions for free. Anything in regards to real estate investing, we'll answer it. And um, you can get your questions answered. And today, you can go out and take some action. Yeah, you can. <clears throat> I am. I'm going to take some action today. I hope so. <laughs> There's a long list of things need to get done. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, oh, man. Uh, hats off. Hats off to all the real estate investors that do it by themselves. Absolutely. Uh, this, this, this first coffee is for you. Cheers. I, um, yeah. Still not on coffee. Been off coffee for a week and... I'm going to try this tea today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to, trying to um, uh, run a podcast in the morning by yourself, trying to run a business. Oh, come on. You had help. Yeah. She, yeah. She was very engaging. <laughs> very engaging. Um, trying to run a real estate investing business by yourself. It's, it's, it's hard. It's a lot of stuff to do. Well, that then again, like our business is way more... Um, way larger than most and, and, and way more complicated with all the different yeah. creative strategies we have implemented. So yeah. it's not like it's just like, uh, you know, me scrolling through MLS listings all day, trying to find our next cash flowing rental property. It's a little more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> a lot of delicate stuff, a lot of complicated stuff. So, um, it's nice to have you back. Um, hopefully it lasts. And, uh, yeah, so, but enough of my complaining. Uh, I mean, uh, Josh said, hey, Wayne. No, he said, hey, <clears throat> Wayne did good. We're still here. That, yeah. Right? True, true. Uh, Ain't that the truth? I didn't. You know, did, I don't think you lost any listeners, did you? I don't know. I don't know. How, how were downloads last few days? Uh, downloads were good, but... Good. Um, 
yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't say anything bad. I was good. Um, like about me? No, just in general, just in general. You, you probably be- did talk a little bit of shit about me. Oh, not really. I only listened to the first one when I really did first co-hosted. That was the only one I listened to. Uh, it, it is, it is hard to, um, it's hard to, to do a podcast every morning right after you wake up. Um, and I don't know, it, it's like, sometimes you just slip up and you say curse words and stuff like that. And you say things maybe you shouldn't have said nothing as if like, the, it, it just is hard. It's really hard. I mean, I, I, I got a, a notification, um, just through email through this, through this platform the other day. And it was maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember. It's just all blurred. Uh, but they, they, they notified us that it was like our 250th live episode or something like that. And I'm like, damn, that's a, that's cool. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah. Um, and it just flew by. No kidding. We, um, Obviously, we've always done this podcast. I've, I've done this podcast on my own before, um, a different, um, a, a different version of it, and more of an interview style, the Real Estate Investor Dad podcast. But uh, doing it live uh, every day is, um, is, is it, it, when it's we a first, different beast. <laughs> it's a different beast. And when we first started, we're like, I don't know how long this is going to last. <laughs> Like, well, I was like, I, I didn't question it. I didn't do anything. I was just like, yep, sure. Like, let's do it. Like I was pretty, like, I, I trust you. And even though I knew that it was going to suck and it's going to be an adjustment, I was like, yeah, okay. But the one thing I kept asking you is like, how, like, what are we going to talk about every day? Yeah. Like, how is that even a thing that's going to be possible? Like, I just couldn't even understand it. And you're like... You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I'll write, like, watch me write down all these different things we can talk about. And you, I remember you, like, writing down just, like, lists and lists and lists of topics. And, God, we haven't even looked at that. <clears throat> yeah. And then, like, shortly after that, we we started the Real Estate Investing Masters uh, Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And then we started with Friday Live Training on, on that as well. So on top of doing our shows every morning... We're also going to do another hour show on Friday, which is going to be live. And that's going to be on a specific topic. And you just think to yourself, like, how in God's name are you going to be able to continue to keep doing topics? Keep talking. And keep talking about it. (laughs) But there really is a shit ton of stuff Mm -hmm. to talk about in real estate investing. Yeah. It goes so deep. And, um, and I won't name... I'm not going to talk about names and I'm not going to be specific, but it's just because this is, this is very relatable to something that um, I was discussing yesterday in the real estate investing masters uh, mentorship group. So we have a mentorship group. It's paid um, a lot of great members in there. If you're interested in that, you can DM us or maybe it's easy to find, but we do um, we do coaching within this group. And there was a question about, um, financing like down payments and we were just, you know, trying to, everybody tries to get creative with like, how can I buy more properties or how can I buy more flips? And you know, how can I, what's the best way to finance it? And you hear so many different ways of like Calvert and private lending, RSP lending and, um, joint ventures and all these, you know, different creative financing stuff. And naturally what people do when they, when they're getting started is they, they try and put them all together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, if, if I need a 20% down payment for that lender, can I borrow from here, you know, um, siphon it through over, over here and, and launder it through here and then put it in my friend's name for 90 days over here. And then will that work? It, you know what I mean? Like just people are trying to get so creative and, and, and don't get me wrong. I did too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody goes through that. They're just, and that's, that's good. You're when you tr- don't have the resources, you <clears throat> automatically think. Like, how can I Jimmy this? (laughs) Yeah. You got to get creative. And I I admire that. I admire that. I admire the creativity. Um, The same time from my perspective and and, and most experienced investors are like, yeah, we tried that too. And I'm trying not to be like a dink being like, no, it doesn't work. Nice try. Just give up. So I encourage the creativity, but 
when you get all these different strategies, all the things that I just mentioned, all the other things that we could talk about for the next five years every morning, the problem is that people, they get, they, they, they try and complicate it. They, they complicate it too much and then they never do anything mm-hmm. because there's so many different things you can do. You want to get it perfect because you heard some guy on a podcast, you know, create some crazy deal where he maneuvered all these different strategies together and made it work. Um, and, and you set the bar there instead of just going out and buying your first rental property and experiencing it. Yeah. Experiencing the purchase, experiencing working with a realtor and setting up a search and making your first offer, experiencing doing a home inspection. I wouldn't start Not anywhere done, else. But okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Experiencing. No, it's just, yeah, I was just saying, like, I wouldn't start anywhere else. Like, looking back on it and everything that we've done, like, buying that first rental property is the obvious place to start and where so many lessons and foundations were learned and built. It's it's the the simple way to learn basically everything, especially, like, if you do need to do some renovations and those types of things, like, it can all be folded in. The The best way to learn about you know, the process is just to go through it in its most simplest form. If, if your first deal is, um, you know, a vendor take back on, you know, a small multi, uh, where you're inheriting tenants and, and it's in a, you know, in a city that you're not around. Right. And, and three of the units have a rent own. I, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm trying to complicate it. It's, it's, but that's literally the stuff I hear on a regular basis. Um, it, it's, it's too much. As I was saying, you want to go through the home inspection. You want to go through, you know, the financing approval. Okay. You like, you want to, you want to get, take possession and, and get the keys and find out that there's a leak in the basement. You want to, you know, find your first tenants and advertise and, and do the screening process. Just to get through the basics first, because there's so much to learn in there alone on your first property. And by overcomplicating it with like trying to fund down payments and all these other things and joint ventures and stuff, um, what happens is, is that that's, that's why we have so many listeners who still haven't bought their first property or their second property yet. And so, um, yes, there is lots of things for us to talk about. And yes, I love answering questions about advanced strategies. Um, but my recommendation is always just to buy your first rental property and just get it out of the get out of the way and then then move on to more advanced strategies. If you don't have the money to buy your first rental property, then you can implement some other strategies um, within um, the industry like wholesaling, right? Wholesaling is a great way or um, wholetailing or bird dogging, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't require any money. It's a great way for you to get to know your market, do some research, network with other investors. Um, build up your credibility with your joint venture list because now you're actually doing real estate stuff as opposed to, Hey mom, can I borrow a hundred thousand dollars to buy a rental property? It doesn't, doesn't come across very well, but if you're out there wholesaling, taking pictures and doing videos and stuff like that, that's a great way to build credibility with your, with, with your prospects, your joint venture prospects, you get to learn and you get to make some cash. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't say it enough. It's, it's, I'm, this is something that, that literally came up yesterday and, and I, and I have to, I have to, I have to be very delicate about that because I remember what it was like. I remember what it was like, just so dedicated and determined to succeeding Yeah. and no matter what, I'm going to find a solution. And I admire that so much, but if it's your first one, just keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. There's plenty of room for creativity in the future. Mm-hmm. There's some questions. <clears throat> Are they related to what I'm talking about? No. Okay, cool. Then I'll um, just talk about some upcoming events first. Sure. Uh, we got our Friday live training this Friday. Um, join us in our Real Estate Investing Masters uh, Facebook group uh, Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, we'll be doing live training there. The topic will be released um, today, later today. So keep an eye on the Facebook group. You'll see the topic release. Um, hopefully see you there. Um, 
as well, we've got our real estate investing um, advanced workshop coming up on June 26th. That is an online workshop. And when I say advanced, I mean advanced. These advanced workshops are um, specifically, they're not, they're not workshops on like rent to own. They're not workshops on like um, uh, agreement for sales. They're not workshops on buying multi. What they are is that they're, they're, they're advanced deep dives into each of these strategies or into like the, the important stuff that nobody talks about. Okay. Um, for example, instead of a rent to own course, we're going to talk about how to find the best rent to own tenant buyers, how to market for it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we're going to dive deep into actually the, the strategies and, and uh, that, that we've implemented into our business, mm -hmm. the tactics that we use. Uh, in order to find, you know, in this example, the best tenant buyers yeah. or how to, you know, market for um, wholesaling deals, assignments. Um, for this particular uh, advanced workshop this month, and we're doing them every month, so make sure you stay tuned. Uh, staying tuned? Stay tuned? Stay. <laughs> make sure you're staying alert. No. Make sure you stay tuned. Don't turn that <laughs> dial. <clears throat> I talk. Yeah, I'm complicating it. Yeah, I talk too much sometimes and I trip over my words. June 26th, what we're going to be doing is, is we're going to be teaching you how to build a reputable brand in real estate investing. You want to tell me the secret? You want me to tell you the secret sauce to, uh, to succeeding in real estate investing? Having a good reputable brand. Yeah, your brand. Sorry, no one wants to hear it, but it's the fucking truth. Yep. Literally, our first advanced workshop is going to be the most important one. And guess what, Gabby? What? You've been sick. No one's registering. And I don't give a fuck. Yeah? I don't. I don't. This is not about the money for me. I don't give a fuck. But I do give a fuck when people start complaining yep. that they're not raising any joint venture capital. Yep. And then the no opportunity. How come all the opportunities come to you? How come you find all the deals? How come they get everything? Well, this guess is, what? Yeah. I'm like, I'm... This is it. This is why we are successful. <laughs> Literally. I'm giving it to you. It's right this there. This is why <laughs> we have a successful real estate business. It's because early on we built a brand. That's it. When nobody else was doing it. Because nobody wants to do it. Yeah. Why? Because. Yeah. You all care what everybody else thinks about you. That's it. But if I had a course, if I released a course that I'm going to teach you how to raise all the joint venture capital you've ever needed in, the, in your life, I'm going, to re, I'm going to teach you how to raise a million dollars this weekend and just using your contact list in your phone, sign up now. Of course, everybody would sign up. It's the truth, though. I don't bullshit. It's telling you right now. I should have seen a hundred people because I know there's at least a hundred people in our, in our network who, who need it. And who should be there. Yep. I can name a hundred people. I know our network very well, just in the Alberta area alone. And but this is this is a Canada wide event. This is a Canada wide workshop. Yep. It's online. Yeah. I could do it in person in Edmonton, but I do it online so that everybody can get access to it. Yeah. I can name one hundred people and I have a list right here. I'm gonna name everyone's names. <laughs> um Jim from Saskatoon. Jimbo. Yeah, Jimbo. I'm looking at you, David from Waterloo. David, I'm looking at you. Uh, you know, I've got um, Sally all the way from Yellowknife. Sally, talking to you. Okay, right, I'm not going to name the other 97 people, but this is this is clearly I'm I'm being serious. Okay, not that serious, but being serious. So June 26th, we're going to teach you how to build a reputable brand. Um, that's it. I don't know. Like, you want me to sell this? That's, that's my pitch. That's, that's, that's what I got. Okay, guys. Um, and hey, uh, if you listen to the morning show, use discount code morning show. Okay. Ooh. 50% off. Ooh. Saucy. That's nice. Morning show. Do should Man, I spell where it? Where have I been for a week? Should I spell it? No. Fifty percent off. If they can't figure it out, they're gonna have trouble building their brand. 
Hmm? If they can't figure out how to spell morning show, they're going to have trouble building their brand. <laughs> <laughs> June 26th, full day event online. Uh, you can find the information in the show notes. Uh, okay, you said you had questions. You know what? No, wait. <clears throat> Freeze. Um, Joey had a question like, I don't know. Last Six months ago. <laughs> last no, no, Joey started listening. I on, know, I'm just joking. I think he started listening on Thursday or Friday. And he's been he's been loyal and coming in live every morning. Uh, Joey's a real person. Um and he had a question. Joey's a real person. He's a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Pinocchio. <laughs> um Joey had a question. Uh, do you have any tips for my first burr? Gab, you've been away for a while. Tips for first burr? Um, make sure the numbers work. Very make, simple. Yeah, make sure that you buy right. Like that's the one thing that is really hard with a burr. I don't know. Oh, Joey's in <clears throat> Alberta. Yes. Okay. Um, Fort McMurray. Wow, look at you. You've been <laughs> I've been reading comments on our group. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, You've been noticed, Joey. <laughs> Hey, Joey. Um, I don't know. <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, I don't know if, if if Joey's looking to Burr in Fort McMurray or in Edmonton or like what the deal is. So I can't, I'm just going to talk as if we were talking about let's just Let's just say it's, 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 yeah. he's, he's Burr in, 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 in Waterloo. Yeah, because what's really hard right now is buying properties at a low enough price to get a perfect burr. So you need to be really realistic about the numbers and about how much you can realistically get out of the deal. Um, if you're trying to do a perfect burr, then you need a perfect buy. Yeah. Like that, that's it. If you want a perfect burr, you it's in the, the price that you buy it for. Yeah. Well, do you mind if I add on? Sure. Um, not only that, but in the, the after repair value as well. Yes. Make sure you're doing your homework. Um, <laughs> So let's use uh, Edmonton as an example. Uh, a lot of you guys, um, you know, invest in Edmonton. Uh, if you use that logic, that, that logic, but you didn't look at the ARV, um, uh, a lot of people, they look when they first buy their first property, um, they look at Alberta Avenue, right? Alberta Avenue is a, a less desirable area in Edmonton. We have properties there, <clears throat> not the greatest, but they work. Um, but a lot of people gravitate towards there because that's where you're typically going to find your cheapest properties. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's where you're going to find a $140,000 house. Okay. And people are like, oh, it's the cheapest house in Edmonton. Makes sense. I'm going to add a basement suite to it. Right. Or I'm going to flip because I can buy it for so cheap. And I'm going to sell it for more, but they never did the research on what the after repair value is going to be. And that's not just a number that you make up. It's a number. It's, it's, there's there's a way to there's a way to actually determine that you know guys like um, Jeremy in here in the comments ask Jeremy like he can give you lots of information on it. Um, so you, you need to to speak with a realtor um, to get a really good understanding of what the the comps are and what your after repair value is going to be. Um, my I, it's interesting I, I have um, Gabby's absolutely right about the numbers. In my opinion. My top tip is to not over renovate. I was getting there. Yeah. That was, I, was just, I was just starting out. Sorry. Just scratching the surface. Sorry. You took over. I, I, I threw the first question at you just to kind of warm you up a little bit, but I wasn't sure. I have no idea how you're doing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, no. So like what I was getting at is that like, unless you buy it at the right price, it's not even possible to do a perfect burr. Like, mm. it's just like, so that that's your True. foundation, right? True, that is right. But once you get started, the biggest mistake that every single investor makes is over-renovating. Because you get in there, you want it to look perfect, you want to do everything super nice, and especially if you're a new investor, and... You know, like maybe if you've already had rental properties and like, and you, you kind of know like that the standard for a rental is a little bit lower. You don't need like all of the top new trendy things in your rentals. Mm -hmm. They can be basic. And so, 
you know, if you've had rentals and then you get into burying, it's a little bit easier to control those emotions and control those, you know, desires to have the best of everything. Mm -hmm. But if you're a new investor and you go straight into burying, that is where you're going to make your biggest mistakes. So even if you bought it for the perfect price, you had the most amazing ARV lined up to, you know, compare it to. And all of that was like, you've done everything perfectly. If you go and overspend, you just screwed yourself over and everybody will. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody does. Yeah. I think, I think for us, I think when we started burying, we had a really good understanding of, because we've, we had owned many rentals before we started burying. So we had a really good um, foundation of what a rental should be. And the hardest part for us was keeping our contractor mm-hmm. from spending money. Yeah. He wanted to put the best of everything in it. Oh God, and, every contractor. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, and contractors take pride in their work. That's the thing. They yeah. take pride in their work and they don't like you cutting corners. They see it as cutting corners. Yeah. But we weren't cutting corners. We were just wanting to use lesser, you know, <laughs> lesser this, lesser that. Like it, it wasn't about, you know, how well the job was done. It was about what you're putting into your suite. You know, mm. you're not putting a $500 chandelier, <laughs> those yeah. types of things. You can buy used things. You can, you know, do all that kind of stuff. So all- overspending <clears throat> on your renovation is going to be your your biggest mistake. <clears throat> And everyone, uh, I know that's kind of hard to understand because you're like, well, wh- wh- where's the line? So I'll, we'll end we'll end this question and our answer with this. All that you need to do, because we talked about you need to get your comparables from your realtor to, to, to determine what the after repaired value is. So when the appraisal comes in at the end, when you're, com- when you're completed your renovations, you're calling the bank and they're calling an appraiser to come out and to appraise your property to see what the value is now. What they're going to do is they're going to take the best comparables in your area of other houses that have sold that are similar to your property. And I would print out those comparables and I'd have a look and see what those people did to that house. Did they have laminate countertop or did they have granite countertop? Did they have laminate flooring or did they have vinyl plank flooring? Did they have um, a garage? Did they have a double garage or a single garage? Did they, did they have stainless steel or white appliances? These are all the things you need to figure out because when what they're going to do is they're going to compare if if one sold for $500,000 and that's the one you want your house to be worth $500,000, you're like, well, I want that comparable because I want that appraisal. What you need to do is you need to compare it to that property to the best of your ability. Yeah. Okay. And if you copy literally everything they did, granite, vinyl plank, um, tile backsplash, tile shower, stainless steel appliances, everything else. If you copy it, then that is what your house will be worth. So long as the square footage, uh, lot size, bedrooms, and all the other features uh, match as well. Okay. So, but if the other people did laminate and you're doing, you know, laminate countertops and you're putting in quartz or granite, then you're overspending. Did they, you know, you don't need to open the wall in the kitchen because that opening the wall in the kitchen, that which is going to cost you five or six grand does not increase the value. It doesn't matter. And you don't need to compare it to your other property. Yeah. If you're not selling it, you're not increasing the value because whatever is sold on the market is, <clears throat> is your comps. So your burr isn't going to change anything. If you over-renovate, it's not going to change your ARV. They're comparing it to what is on the market that has sold. And that's where your value is. And I was going to say, I I put up my hand because I don't want to cut you off, but I also wanted to slip something in there, is that when Wayne said you're comparing it to that house, so you have your one that's at the perfect price that if you can get this ARV, you're going to be laughing. You have a template. Yeah. You literally know exactly what materials you need to use. You know that you need to use the quartz or the laminate. You know that you need to use uh, the subway tile backsplash. You know that you need to open up the kitchen, maybe, Mm -hmm. if that's what the comp is. It's a nice open floor. Yeah, concept. And so use those numbers for your renovation. Do the numbers make sense? When you're analyzing the property. When you're analyzing the property before you even put your offer in. Ding, ding, ding. That's simple. If it doesn't work, then don't do it. Yeah. 
Um, just got a special request here from one of our listeners. Um, apparently, someone's being a bit of a sleepyhead today. Amanda. It's time to get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> um, but I saw her earlier. I, I Maybe not. she's on, but still in bed. Oh, okay. Um, Sean asked me to, to do it. Yeah. To get out of bed. She was um, in first thing. So back to the, I didn't want to come back to this, but apparently while I was talking, a bunch of people were talking about it. Back to the, um, the, the advanced workshop, real estate investing workshop at the end of the month for building your brand. Um, Jeremy, a few people said that they're like, they're just trying to work, I think childcare mm-hmm. and someone asked if it's recorded. Yes, it is recorded. So if you can't make it live, you can absolutely register and we will send you the recording for it. I mean, obviously you want to be live. It's going to be the best experience online, but I mean, at the same time, I've had four people reach out to me and say, sorry, I got to work that day, which is really weird. Who the hell, why are you guys working on Sundays? You used to work on Sundays. Not all the time, but very often. <laughs> Fair point. Um, so yes, if you're, if you're unable to watch live, still register and, and we will send you the recording. Absolutely. Uh, Carlos, uh, Jan Lunas, mm-hmm. um, shouldn't have said his last name, calling him out, but you know, what? Oh, he this said is- he's listening from, from a choo-choo train. What? That's cool. Carlos call and give us a little toot toot. Oh, that would be so cool. Give us a little toot toot. <laughs> oh, this might be the best. Yes! <laughs> Don't tell anybody. We won't. It's our little secret, Carlos. Thank you so much, Carlos. <laughs> that is so cool. What? Did we just seriously get a toot toot? Yeah. So Carlos is like a, a train conductor, right? Is that what you call it? Um, I, I think they call them engineers. They, engineer, I was going to say, or is it like engineer? Or I like, think yeah. I think that term is dated. Um, He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> engineer now. Wow. So cool. That's awesome. <laughs> um, he at, <laughs> completely threw me off. Uh, he asked, am I part of your 100 people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you are you are on the list. Your brand sucks. I'm just joking. <laughs> sucks dick. Whoa, whoa. Easy. What it does. It does. We're just joking. I mean, it just went up big time because one, he got he got uh he got um he got a shout out on Canada one of Canada's top real estate investing podcasts. Okay, so that's good. <laughs> he got a full name shout out, right? For free, by the way. Mind you, he paid for it with that big tutu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his like his brand loyalty just went up big time. Yeah, I mean anyone that does that, well, and that just said Carlos, your cool factor has mega increased one hundred percent. So, you know, if you're interested in learning all about short term rentals in the in the Edmonton and Alberta area, I mean, definitely reach out to Carlos. Because yeah, the guy, the guy's like, the he guy. drives trains. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, guy's a locomotive. Oh goodness! Uh, you know what? <clears throat> I had a I had a question about short term rentals recently. I don't think I answered it, um, and I don't know where it is. Okay. Cool. Good to know. However, there 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 there's something that needs to be said um, about short term rental education, Carlos. There's, there's, there's a lack of, there is a huge lack of it. Like yeah. a huge lack, huge lack. Mm, uh, there is, um, there's a huge opportunity in the market Yeah. for that right now. I, that's, that's what entrepreneurs do, right? We talked about this yesterday. Entrepreneurs find problems and they offer solutions. Um, I have, I have, I have radar. I have, I have, I have sonar radar um, for, uh, for, for problems. I find them, I find them. And, and I, I'm constantly, you know, trying to find gaps in the market. That is one of them. Um, unless of course, maybe I'm just not in that, yeah. um, part of, you know, the industry and therefore I don't know about it. But from my understanding is there's only a few, um, I've looked into the few in the area, not impressed. 
not that I'm not impressed with the content. It's just I'm not impressed with the with the with the people teaching it. Yes, there's some shady stuff going on. So, um, if you are interested, and this is this is free and this is unscripted, um, I think I think the best place if you're interested in, in learning about short-term rentals in the Edmonton and Alberta area is to talk to Carlos. <laughs> And if he does decide to put a decent course together, I'm looking for royalties. <laughs> um, but truthfully, like whenever people ask about short-term rentals, I'm like, I don't know. All I know is, is it's hard to get mortgages. That's about all I know. Right. I know that there is an opportunity for it. I know that there are some pretty sweet programs out there that can help you. Like it's, it's pretty, um, it's pretty like intense, like uh, the programs and, and the research and the data that they can pull. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the platforms and stuff that yeah, are available to, to do research on like, where is the best place to do short term rentals? And like, um, you can see how much revenue you can expect. And, and, you know, it, it, it's pretty cool. Like the, the data and the, um, um, the, the, the platforms that are available for that, but no one's really teaching it in Canada. Yeah. No one reputable, at least. So, um, I that's why I always kind of, I always kind of deflect those questions because, like, I've got I've got general understanding, right? And I, I'm I'm not afraid to answer questions that, um, that I that I know 100. percent But when I don't, I don't truly know the answers. I don't like answering them because. Um, that doesn't help anyone go take action. Yeah. Right. The answers that I want to provide are the answers that someone could take and then go take action. So um, I'm deflecting them all to Carlos for the time being. And um, hopefully we start seeing some other, you know, reputable courses coming out in Canada uh, on the topic. It's, it's still, I think it's still, in, it's, in, it's in its infancy stages. Right. Um, I feel like, um, though it's been around for a while, I think people are still trying to figure it out because the whole financing thing is a huge issue, right? Well, financing in general, it literally, you know, this Gabby, every great idea I've ever came up, come up with in real estate investing has been ruined by financing Yep. because the mortgage rules are not getting easier. They're getting harder. Uh, they're getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And I've had some really good ideas. And they were all ruined by financing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I, 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 I go to sleep and I, and I dream of, a, you know, back in the early 2000s and the 90s where, you know, a lot of my dreams could have, you know, a lot of my, my businesses could have worked then. Um, but it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about that. So um, STR, short-term rentals, uh, they kind of fall under that as well. There's huge potential there. Huge potential. Yep. Um, but financing's kind of getting in the way, so. Um, hopefully we see more of that. <clears throat> uh, okay. There is stuff I got to get through here in the comments and questions. Uh, uh, let's talk about basement suites for a second. Just very briefly. Uh, there was a question that, um, about, is it better to have one when you're okay. Okay. So when you're, when you're, when you're thinking about building a back, a secondary suite, okay? mm-hmm. a basement suite or whatever, um, for this question, we're going to, we're going to specifically talk about basement suites. Is it better to have one kind of half done? say it's there's already a basement suite in there but it's not up to code or is it better to start from scratch and empty and make it legal mm-hmm. um and i did read that question earlier and i wonder if if that was what you meant by it or do you mean that it had started to be partially built do you well, mean there was one you existing? You just need to legalize it up to code. Oh, okay. I might have missed that part. 
Okay. Yeah, you just need to legalize it. So there's a tons of non-conforming basement suites. Yes. Tons. And I think that this question also really depends on uh, what municipality you're in because some people, some cities grandfather in suites, some have different fire regulations that make it easier to bring them up to code when they're existing than others. And some it's really hard and you would basically need to tear the whole thing apart down to the studs to get all of your, um, all of your proper like permits and approvals and stuff mm -hmm. for the fire coding and all that. So I think it largely depends on where you are. I think here in Edmonton, because they're no longer grandfathering in suites. And I think we have pretty strict, like they don't, they don't make it easy by any means mm -hmm. to build a suite. Like they're, they're pretty, at least when we were doing it, they're pretty big sticklers. Yeah. And I think in, in this situation here in Edmonton, that I would rather have a blank slate. Yeah. I mean, the situations where it might make it easier if it's existing is that you might already have like your plumbing in the right place, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. A lot of big expenses with building new suites is like <clears throat> digging concrete to get your plumbing in and those types of things. Or rerouting the drainage. Yeah. Rerouting drainage. Yeah. Um, so that would be one perk of, of already having an existing suite in place, but you're likely going to have to demo a lot to get it to where it needs to be. So all you might need to take to all the out. ceiling. Yeah. For the, you know, second furnace and to get all the venting in properly and stuff. Um, certain sections of the wall need to be removed. And a lot of times they're right behind the kitchen cabinets. So the kitchen cabinets have to come out, cut the section of the drywall out so that they could see all the plumbing. It's just, yeah. Um, it, 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 so for Edmonton specifically, uh, it is, it is in, in our opinion, it's better to have a clean slate because truthfully, um, you can, you can design it the way that you want it, first of all, because if there's an existing suite, you have to work with that layout and they might, they, they might've gone cheap. Um, they might've done a certain layout because it was cheaper to do it that way. So you have to work with their layout. Um, and then there's a lot of like pulling stuff out and cutting holes and everything else, make it a huge mess. And then, I mean, is the stuff really all that salvageable? How much are you actually saving? Yeah. Um, so it's, we, we looked at this, um, this is one of our first things when we were looking at building secondary suites, we thought we were absolute geniuses that nobody else thought about this. Everybody else was looking for houses at $270,000, right? With, with, with basements completely, you know, with separate entrances, good ceiling heights and, um, you know, down to the studs because that, that's what everybody was looking for to build secondary suites. I thought I was super smart. I'm like, oh, okay, but no one's looking at the $340,000 ones. And these ones have basements already and I'm just going to have kitchen cabinets and a bathroom and, uh, or the bathroom's already there. I'm just going to add kitchen cabinets, swap out the, you know, the windows for egress. And then, uh, there you go and add a second furnace. But I, I quickly learned that I was, I was not right. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, it's, we tried it, it did not work. And then we realized that, that there's a reason why everybody else is doing it a certain way. Yeah. Um, there's times to reinvent the wheel and there's times to just stick with it. Yeah. And in this situation, it looks like um, the, so where the question came from was um, a talk that some realtors in Calgary did on, on doing burrs. Uh -huh. And so Calgary is um, a little easier <clears throat> to get illegal suites um, up to code. I don't know if it's still. I've heard that it still is. Okay. Yeah. Factually, 100% or you just heard? As of a couple months ago. Okay. Yeah. Do your own research. Yes, do your own research. We're not, we're not experts on the market. Yeah. And also, um, get your, sorry, I'm trying to be careful. Are those realtors actually doing suites themselves or are they just helping clients buy illegal suites and watching them be converted because there's a difference on where you want your information to come from. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Yeah. So that's why it's important to always know what realtors you're listening to and why we always preach that whatever realtor you're using should really specialize and should also be have experience doing what you're doing, yeah. right? Yes. And the only way to know that is to get to know them. I feel like there's a reason why you're saying that. Well, I just think it's easy for a realtor to 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 go and say, hey, everybody, you should go and do this. You know, I've seen success with my clients. Great way to build up business. Yeah. Um, and I have no clue who they're talking about or what's like any of that. I have zero background information. So this isn't like a warning or anything like that. This is just a seeing it from a big picture of the information I was given in here. I love the fact that uh, we are on here every morning at 6 a.m. Because it's I hear this a lot. Everybody knows everything about us. Yeah. So there's there's um, we we tell you to do, I tell you to do the same thing about us. Always fact check, right? Don't yeah. just listen to one person on a podcast. Don't just listen to some you know free seminar or webinar on on some you know what I mean uh, on some Facebook page. Um, always double check. Always check yeah. in and see what these people are actually doing. The fact that we're so so open and transparent about our business. It's, it's very like, it's easy to fact check us. We're not, we're not bullshitters. Yeah. But there and are when we're talking about something that we haven't done, we are very clear about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I won't, I won't talk about short-term rentals much. Yeah. It's a great example right there. Um, I won't talk about multis much because I'm not a big fan of multis. Um, so it, it, it's, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to bullshit you. And we have no agenda here other than to sign up for our advanced workshop at the end of the month. <laughs> that's, but for fuck's sakes, that's for you. Like I'm not gonna get rich off of two hundred dollars. I'm sorry. I'm like it's 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 a fucking drop in the ocean for me. I'm doing it because literally this is what needs to be done in order to teach you how to succeed. But that's yeah. just again. I think I said earlier I don't give a fuck, but I really do give a fuck because like it's super annoying. It's super annoying. Yeah. How do I get it? This. Well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Give me a break. Anyways, basically. I love you guys. I really do. <laughs> I, I love you guys. Like it's, I, 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 I track the data. I know who's listening. I know who's watching. I know how many downloads are. I know where you are. I know who you are. And I know what you're doing right now. <laughs> Man's got a secret database on everybody. <laughs> I, I know. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating for me because like, the whole purpose of the show, free, is, is to answer questions to get people to take action. Yeah. But to dive deep into a topic like that, I can't do it in in, in a one hour morning show. Yeah. It has to it has to be a full eight hour day. And to be honest, might not be enough. But uh, do your research. I think that was the point. Um, do your research and, and your diligence on all educators. I think that's what Gabby was saying. Um, I've, I see, I see stuff and, I see on, stuff and I yeah. shake my head and on, on your market in this case, it would really depend on what municipality you're in. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about, what were we talking yeah, about? Basis. Basis? <laughs> basis? Yeah. Um, so just know like what the, what the rules are for wherever you're looking. So like, if you're like, yeah, I'm doing burrs and then like, it's like, oh my God, did you see this deal in Red Deer? Like we should go do it in Red Deer. Okay. Yeah. That's a good deal. Buy it. But like, have you looked into like what their, or even like from Edmonton to Leduc, have you looked at Leduc's laws and, and fire code and like all that kind of stuff, like what you have to do, you, like some places you need to post in the paper and make sure that your neighbors within like uh, however many blocks are okay with you building a basement suite. Mm -hmm. If anybody objects to it, you need to go through a process. So it's like, are you willing to do all those things? You know, if you don't know that you're shooting yourself in the foot or biting your own butt <laughs> inside joke if you were at last week's friday live training <laughs> you don't want to bite your own butt oh wow uh can we do a big good morning for amanda she woke up good morning yeah good morning <laughs> ah, it's not, not lined up <laughs> um okay I, I'm way behind on comments. We're still talking about uh, Carlos being an engineer. Um, by the way, that too, too. Yeah, that was cool. Highlight, highlight of the first 250 episodes for sure. 
that's the highlight right there. Um, I think that uh, El Ray had a question kind of right off the bat. Did I miss it? Yeah. Okay, go for it. Oh, I was not. There. Oh, wait a second, Carlos. Uh, um, Carlos uh, has just announced he's uh, he's he's starting a course on short-term rentals. It's called Turdsters STR course, <laughs> and we get five cents per admission. Nice. So love it. Honey, gonna be rich. We're gonna be rich. Sell the properties. <laughs> We're closing down shop. This is our last podcast. <laughs> okay. So early in the show, Elray asked, "When you do a walkthrough before putting in an offer, and you notice that there are cracks in the foundation walls and/or floor, how do you account for this?" How much do you factor into your numbers for repairs? Also, are you factoring this differently with a flip versus a rental? If so, how? And then there's a second part to the question, but uh, let's answer that first. I need to find this because um, I'm a visual guy. And I made notes as you were saying it, but okay, got it. Uh, cracks in the foundation. You haven't put an offer in. You're just looking at the property. Okay, you're doing a walkthrough, you see some cracks in the wall and or the floor. How do you account for this? How much do you factor in to the numbers for repairs? Also, are you factoring this differently with a flip versus a rental? So how? Okay, so flips are not that scary. Or sorry, cracks are not that scary. <laughs> no, there are flips. There are flips. <laughs> um, there, there's, there's a cost to, to repair them. And um, I can't, I can't tell you how much that cost is going to be because every city and every province and market and every crack <laughs> and every crack is different. Um, some cracks are not repairable, uh, or not so. Some are not repairable. Foundation has just gone; it's gotten to a point where the, you know, the house needs to be torn down and a new foundation needs to be built. Um, Also, some cracks are so expensive that it's not even worth repairing. Yeah. So generally speaking, vertical cracks are not that bad. Um, vertical cracks typically start from high stress areas. So from uh, window cutting, like the, the cuts around a window. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll pour concrete and then, and then they'll, they'll cut out for a window. And that's just a high stress area. Um, and a crack will start in the corner there and then it'll work its way down. Um, typically in a vertical slash diagonal direction. Very simple. All you got to do is just uh, fill it with an epoxy. Uh, cost you, I don't know, just a little under a thousand bucks per crack. It's going to say like 700 or something. Yeah. I just wanted to mark it up just a little bit just in case. So yeah. just, just plan for a grand um, per crack. So if, if, you know, you got a bunch of cracks all over, just thousand bucks per vertical crack. Um, depends on how long they are and how far they go. And, you know, are they horizontal? Horizontal cracks uh, are, are bad. more bad. Uh, horizontal cracks can't just be filled. Um, it, it affects the, the integrity of the foundation. The foundation basically holds up the house. Okay. Um, I don't have a number for how much it would cost to repair that because it depends on the severity. I've seen upwards of $25,000, $30,000, right? And what they do there is I've heard that they basically put steel beams in and just like resupport the whole wall. They basically take all the pressure off of that side of the foundation and put the house under a new support, which is like steel beams and stuff like that. They build a new wall. Um, this is not my area of expertise. This is just my general um, research online and just through conversations with other investors. I don't know how, um, how solid the information is, Yeah. but the best thing to do, if you're doing a walkthrough on a property, you're going to, you're going to put an offer, make it a conditional offer. And through that, bring in, you know, a crack specialist and have them quote to repair it. And they'll do a free quote for you. Yeah. Right. Don't write an unconditional offer on something you don't understand. 
like on a property where there's issues that you don't understand. So just make sure it's a conditional offer, have a conditional home inspection, and you know you can bring your home inspector in and they can say, yep, that is indeed a crack, but you're going to want to bring in a crack expert in order to tell you whether it can be repaired, whether it should be repaired, and how much it's going to be. And then, then that's how you would factor that in. That's how you would, um, you would set your budget. Yeah. And, you know, the difference between a flip and a, and a rental, I mean, flip, it's all about the numbers, right? Um, just keep in mind that you are reselling that. So if someone sees that afterwards, even though it is repaired, they may. Maybe a turnoff. Yeah. It may be a turnoff for them that they see a repair. Um, especially, you know, first time home buyers. And, you know, when they bring their dad, you know, it can be a little bit of a, it could be, it could be a little difficult. Um, for a rental, um, it doesn't make a huge difference as long as the repair is good. As long as the repair is good and they can uh, somewhat guarantee that it's going to last for another 20 to 30 years, then, then yeah, you're good. I think, I think that it's, it's. Cracks in the foundation are one of those things that I've been um, trying to do a little more research on in the last six months. Um, and here you go. Here's Wayne just spilling the beans and giving away all of his opportunities again. Um, but I, I don't live in a scarcity mindset. I believe that a lot of people get turned off by cracks in the foundation and they won't even make an offer on a property. And I, I'm always looking for opportunities like that. I'm always looking for opportunities where some most people are scared. That's where I want to go, where the people are running away, because I know that's where I'm going to get my best deals. So I want to become a crack expert. So when I walk into a property, I can tell exactly whether this is still good. If this property is salvageable, this foundation could be repaired, how much it's going to cost. And then I'm going to get a huge discount because of the fact that no one else will touch it. And if it costs me $25,000 to repair, but I can get a $50,000 discount, I just made twenty five dollars Right. I'm literally, I'm literally doing it right now on a property. And this foundation is fucked. Fucked. Actually, you know what guys, um, follow my social today and I'll, and I'll post the pictures. of the cracks it's, <laughs> it's, it's messed up. It's really messed up. Literally the whole, the whole basement. And it's, I, I don't know if it's salvageable or not. This one's a conditional offer and I'm going to, I'm going to have to get a, an expert in to have a look and see if it's even possible. But, the other great thing about this property is that um, offers went in last night. We should be hearing back this morning. Um, <laughs> I put the offer in right before the biggest rainfall of the last three years. <laughs> so I know if they accept my offer, I'm going in there. To a flood? <laughs> to a flood. And I can't wait. Because I'm going to send them all. I, I, this is terrible. This is this is kind of... <laughs> This kind of goes back to like, you know, a few weeks ago, I talked about like not taking advantage of people, but like at the same time, these guys are being like very firm on their price and they're like, nope, the price reflects the cracks. I'm like, you have no like idea, like your house is going to crumble in on this foundation at any moment. Um, but the fact that it's like, we're getting a huge, huge rainfall right now. I know for a fact that basement is gushing with water right now, um, which is good. I'm going to get myself a good deal. Um, not a good deal. Like I'm going to take advantage of these people and a good as in like, it's going to be the for right, what it's worth, for what it's <laughs> worth. And that's, that's the trouble. So I think that, you know, for anyone who's looking to buy a flip property right now, if you're comfortable with it enough, I mean, I, I would put in keywords in your MLS listings for a search for, for cracked foundation. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, something that I was if I can, that's yeah. something that I was going to add in is that um, often, like if the cra if there's no drywall and the cracks are visible and they know that people are going to come in and they're going to see them, they're likely ex already exposing that information yeah. in the listing. So you might already know before going in there that there's significant cracks just based on the listing. Um, so that's something that you can look for as well. Um, if they don't expose that information and you walk down and you see cracks, then you know that you have some negotiating room because did they list it appropriately for those? Or are they just hoping to get more and that people won't notice? Like, you know what I mean? Whereas if they, if they talk about it in the listing, you know that they've already priced it for that. Yeah. 
um, the one that I went and looked at, uh, I kind of had a feeling that there was something going on um, because there was a $40,000 drop in the first two weeks. Yes. What that tells me is that that's, this thing went conditional. There was a conditional offer on it and someone dropped it. Uh, so they did a they did a home inspection and then they found something and they dropped it by forty thousand. Like I could just I could just tell. No one drops it by forty thousand in the first two weeks. Not unless, of course, maybe they just overpriced it. But even then, you know what I mean? So as soon as I saw it, I'm like, okay, cracks in the foundation for sure. Got there and then I found out it was in the realtors, they put it in the realtors notes. Yeah. That there was cracks in the foundation. Um and I that it was priced it on, accordingly. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't see it on my end. Um but yeah, as soon as we got in there, it was like yeah, that's a hundred percent why. So, um, anyways, yeah, I, I was, I was just uh, going through all the old comments here because, uh, there's a lot of talk about, uh, short-term rentals. There was a question from Kirsten. Um, yeah, there's uh, lots of questions here. I'm going to, what I'm going to do is, uh, it's, you know, it's the end of the show. I'm going to, I'm going to save all these questions and we'll get through them over the next, the rest of the week. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks um, for welcoming, welcoming me back. <laughs> um, I, I, I had to put a lot of thought into it, whether I was going to welcome you back or not. But, no, uh, not you, them. I wasn't thanking you. Oh. You're welcome that I'm back, Wayne. Mm. <laughs> thank you for coming back. Um, and guys, make sure you're signing up for the, for the advanced workshop at the end of the month, building your REI brand. It's in the show notes here. Um, it's all over our Facebook, uh, group. It's, it's easy to find. I, I promise you it will be the best workshop you take this year. Hands down. Otherwise we will see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a great Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the real estate investing morning show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 